You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us, Dr. Jeff Anzalone. And he's coming at us from Louisiana. And he actually, a few years ago, he started a blog. You can actually check it out online. It's called Debt Free Doctor. And that's at debtfreedoctor.com. He's sharing his story to a lot of different medical professionals, dentists, physicians, high slash high income earners, which they happen to be, uh, to help them avoid financial mistakes. Uh, and we're going to talk about that on the show, um, you know, in terms of you know, student loan debt and some other situations as well, uh, which I'm very curious to hear about. And um, Jeff has wanted to come on here to discuss the power of a passive income via real estate, whether it's multifamily or a different type of asset class in real estate, and how he set up a game plan to pay off his debt quickly. And really excited to have him on the show here today. And, and welcome, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to our conversation together. <clears throat> Excellent. So obviously you're a doctor, um, medical professional, and you can relate to other medical professionals that, you know, spend eight years in school and they rack up, you know, <laughs> in the six figures of student loan debt. Talk to us about your story, you know, from from that standpoint and kind of how you where you're at today. Yeah, I, I think probably for most of us, we don't really think really too much about the the student loan debt. At least it wasn't for me because, you know, when you get out, we think, hey, we're going to make pretty good money. So it's not like we're going to get out and make, you know, $10,000 a year. You know, we're going to make decent money to pay that off. <clears throat> so I really never gave it too much thought. You know, I tried to only borrow only what I thought I needed. And we had people that would help us at school, you know, with that. So, um, about two weeks before I finished my training, I was supposed to come back here and, and work with a group practice here. And they literally just pulled the deal off the table. And we had a two month old, we'd already bought a house. We were paying interest only on it just because the, the banker knew the group I was going in with. This was before the 08, mm -hmm. you know, the crash and all that. So it's just kind of like sign a piece of paper. You can get a house. It was pretty easy back then. Pretty nice. But um, with with that, and then had about three hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt. the The worst part of it was I didn't have a clue how to run a practice, how to how to do anything. So that that to me that was, I think looking back, that was when I went from a sort of had a you know abundant type mindset to like a, a scarcity, like a fear mindset because I. I, I realized how quickly things can be taken away from me. Hmm. And it took a long time really to get out of that mindset. But um, during my residency, I had been listening to Dave Ramsey. And so I just, I, we just started going through his baby steps, you know, with the debt snowball paying off the smallest one. And then, you know, on and on and on. It, it took, it took about seven years to clear all of that up. Plus, you know, meeting with uh, joining somebody to help, helped me. I rented space from him. He taught me the ropes. And then I went off and, you know, bought my building and started my own practice. But, um, 
it it was very eye-opening to see how little that they teach us really about business and money and that sort of thing in professional schools. It's almost like, hey, we're going to train you to to do all this and then boom, we we don't give you anything. And um so that's that was really disappointing looking back. And I really don't think it's gotten that much better, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, financial literacy is a core component that I try to educate too. And a lot of my clients are doctors as well. And they're looking to uh, diversify their income stream. They're invested possibly in the stock market or the bond market. And it's not really giving them the returns that they want. So so basically, so you bought the building where you practice in and or practice how much. Are you still practicing? Yeah, uh, four days a week. Okay. All right. So, so that's so that's basically leading up to your first real estate purchase. So, um, and then, you know, you were able to pay down your debt over that seven year time period. Um, how do you diversify your uh, income source now? Because it sounds like you had an aha moment where, you know, you graduated, you moved and you're trying to, you know, join the, that practice. And uh, if the deal fell through and I'm not sure if you had other income coming in at the time or had you pay your bills uh, until that was set up for you. Yeah. just. Um really had to hustle. I worked at multiple different offices initially to, to get extra streams of income coming in to, to, I got to the point where I could work at my office full time. <clears throat> so that was, um, that was a good thing. I was able to do that. So once, once we were able to pay off all the debt, then, then we had all this extra money each month. And I'll, the only thing that I knew to do was what we're usually taught. It was the stock market, um, investing 401ks index funds. So all the extra money would go back into the market. And I, you know, I didn't think anything of it that thought, Hey, I'm going to work till I'm 65 or 70, like most of these people. And that's it. But, um, a few years after that, we were snow skiing and I had a, I fell and I, I had a, a little minor wrist injury. And I think that was the first time I started thinking about, well, what would I do if I can't use my hands? what would I do if I couldn't work? Because yeah, I had disability insurance, but I mean, that, that isn't going to cover it, you know, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to start, but I knew I had a problem. And that's when I started looking about other streams of income, but not taking another job. And I, I noticed two facts that helped guide me in the right direction. The first one was the, the majority of millionaires had real estate in their portfolio. And at that time I didn't have any. And the, the average millionaire had seven or more streams of income. And at that time I had one. So that really helped me narrow down. I needed to focus on building multiple streams of income for real estate and took years and years of, of going to meetings and YouTube videos and articles and all of that. But then eventually led me to mainly investing in different types of uh, real estate syndications, which is a lot of the education that I put on my blog and YouTube channel now. Excellent. So talk to us about that. And you mentioned you're pre you practice four days a week. Um, so obviously you're still working full time. I'm sure you enjoy uh, what you're doing with that, but um, talk to us about your real estate journey now moving forward. You mentioned the word syndication. We talk a lot about it on our show as well. Mm -hmm. um, how do you view 
you know, when, when you're looking at a deal or, you know, I don't know if you have a group of um, partners, including yourself, looks at investing in an operator or a deal, what are sort of, what are some of the things that you look at and how did you become so educated to like have a blog? You, you know, you're, you're putting your name out there and you're putting out content there. That's pretty good. I was taking a look at it before the show. Um, how, you know, you mentioned it took years of reading and, you know, viewing videos. Um, just how did you get without the formal education? How did you become so, I guess you mentioned the risk, but it sounds like you became really motivated to self-educate. Um, is, is that, am I, am I correct in that sense? Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess just from, we, we, we typically, we get screwed over a good bit just because we have this, you know, stamp on our head. I'm a doctor. I'm a, uh, you know, I, I'm a sucker sort of thing. And yeah. we're always getting pitch deals and financial advisors and insurance people. But th- at that time, there really wasn't much out there for doctors, you know, healthcare professionals with real estate. So I said, you know what, as I start learning, I'm going to put information out there, what I think people should know. And I just started blogging. I I learned how to do it. Everything I learned, I got it online. Um, And it really took off. But what I noticed after a while, people started reaching out to me and they said, Jeff, we, um, we like doing this, learning about this, you know, we like the concept, but we're just too busy. We don't, we don't have time to figure out what to invest in, who to invest with. Would you ever consider putting out there, um, the, the deals that you invest in? Hmm. And I had enough people ask me that and I said, okay, well, I'm going to put together a group for accredited investors only. And I call, I call it, it's on my website, passive investor circle. And if you sign up for that, it's free. And you, you get my blog post, my YouTube videos, plus you get, um, the, uh, any deal that I invest in. So, so for instance, last year I invested in five different deals so people could read about it. If they want to get in all of them, if they want to get in one, if they want to get in none of them, well, at least they have access to, uh, you know, what I'm dealing with and then, um, let them make their own best decision. You know, my thing is I want to give somebody an option besides just 401k. Mm-hmm. And then if, if a 401k is right for them, that's fine, but at least give them options. I don't think it's ethical just to give somebody, you know, like in my practice, I'm always giving somebody at least two or more options, you know, unless there's just like, Hey, you got to do this. But other than that, there's usually, you know, room for two or more options. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. So, um, so it's really, you know, at the education component for real estate investing, I think is key, but uh, what you said as well, that doctors are very busy in general and that's, you know, across the, the world, I would think, um, and they just don't have time. So they need to rely on someone they trust. And it's great to have someone who's also practicing, but also has the knowledge and spent the time to put out content and, and videos and whatnot. Um, and, you know, kind of kind of live through it and are investing um, in deals. So, you know, another what's what's the number one pain point for the healthcare professional industry? Is it, um, again, just diversifying 
different income streams outside of, you know, like you mentioned, the 401ks, or is it how to minimize uh, tax obligations or defer them? Is that a huge one that you see as well? Yeah, uh, definitely taxes is a big issue. Um, What a lot of the doctors are dealing with is just burnout. It's, you know, they get to the point where they have to see patients, they have to trade time for money. And with insurance reimbursements going down each year, with more and more uh, regulation to having to document more and more. So we're actually having to see, try to see more patients do more uh, non-clinical work, which takes up time. So we're having, having, we're having to see more patients work more hours and we still are making less each year. And it just it wears on somebody, you know, when you get out and you got a bunch of debt and you're young, that's yeah, not that big of a deal. But after you've been doing it for a while and, and these insurance companies are telling you what to do and, you know, it's all driven by that and the pharmaceutical agency and you just, you get tired of it. And, and they put out information out there to where they make us look like the bad guys to the patients. You know, the patients will call us and, oh, our insurance company said this and this and this. And it's almost like, well, I'm treating you as a patient, what I think is best for you. They're treating you because it's the cheapest thing to do. They're going to give you, tell you to do the cheapest thing. But, and I think just after a while, people just get sick of that and uh, are either looking to change job, change careers, quit or do something else. But if you have a bunch of debt, student loan debt or other type of debt, and you think about, well, I've put all this time, money and energy into it. I don't want to, you know, I can't quit. They're, they're all like, they're trapped. And with, if I can get somebody and tell them, you know, right out of training, if you immediately focus on investing for cash flow that's replacing your active income, well, then really in about eight to 10 years, you can pretty much be financially free. Yeah. Have, have you, you mentioned the burnout and I've kind of been seeing that across different spectrums in the healthcare field. I mean, nurses, you know, getting burnt out, um, nurse practitioners, obviously, you know, doctors of all different types. Uh, have you experienced uh, doctors retiring a little bit uh, younger than, like you mentioned, the, the normal 65, 70 years old um, because they are, investing in alternatives and they were able to pay off the debt and then save money and invest it. Is that like more of a trend you're seeing now? Obviously that sounds like a goal of yours. Um, uh, but, but have you seen, you know, doctors retiring like younger um, and having that passive income to replace the active income? Like, is that more common now than it was 20 years ago? I, I think, uh, you know, most of the people that I speak with on a weekly basis, they're, they're probably in their forties, late thirties or forties. And they're, have just heard about this concept and they're starting to kind of see the signs of burnout and they're, they're looking for options until it's like too late. You know, unfortunately I, I had two, yeah. you know, I had a childhood friend that's a physician and another guy here that's a dentist, unfortunately, uh, commit suicide a few years ago and, you know, had to do with, uh, part of it had to do with financial issues and burnout. And, and it's, it's, it's a big problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know if that would have helped them or not, but I mean, if it could just help just a few people, I mean, that's worth it. Getting the message out, letting people know that, um, you know, 
we, and the pro the problem, I think a lot of times that they run into is they think because they're doctors, they can do everything. So they want to do it themselves. They want to go out and buy a bunch of apartments or single family homes or something. And, but the thing is you, you take your time away, your, your income is your biggest wealth generating tool and they start taking their time away from that. Then their practice suffers. So this is great because you can focus on doing what you do best, what you were trained to do, you know, treating patients or whatever profession you are, you're are in, that's your, that's your best wealth building tool. Focus, you know, the more, the more that you make, the more you can invest and you can invest in these passive real estate deals on the side, which what I've been doing for the last six, seven years that can start replacing your active income with passive income. And, and what are some of the metrics that you personally look for when evaluating an opportunity? Is it more of the cash flow or the, you know, the, the internal rate of return metrics on the exit? Um, or is it a combination of both? What, what do you look for? Well, what, what I tell them, because they're all pretty much new, I tell them it's, it's who you're working with. It's, it's finding a, the good group, the sponsor group. And those are the ones that, uh, you know, can make or break a deal. But, and I encourage them to set up goals, you know, with me having two teenagers, we're a little more risk averse. So we want something that, you know, has a proven track record, it's cash flowing. So it, it's not like a really a new development. So I'm looking for, you know, if my, the returns aren't going to be as high with that, but again, it's, it's something that's a little more conservative, but you know, the, I'm not too concerned about the cash flow that much because I'm still practicing, but I'm, I'm kind of looking more for deals where I could uh, 2X my money in that five or six year whole period, roughly. Yeah, definitely makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, as we wind down the show, uh, Dr. Jeff, how can we find you? Obviously you got your blog and you mentioned you have a website as well with some um, eBooks. Uh, how, how can they sign up for your mailing list and, learn more about you as we wind down the show. Yeah. The, I have a, a, a free passive income guy. They can go to debtfreedr.com forward slash free guide. Um, they can do that or they just go to the, the website debtfreedr.com. They can read about, you know, a little bit about me articles and there'll be a link if they want to watch some of the different YouTube videos. I think we have over 80 now out there that are um, really easy to to consume that information, you know, when you're commuting or on a treadmill or something like that, which I'm more of a YouTube person now that I've gotten into it. So uh, that and podcasts. Excellent. Well, Dr. Jeff Anzalo, really appreciate you coming on our show today. And for my audience, if you liked what you heard and or saw, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps uh, Jeff and I get our message out to a greater audience. That's just the way it works. And feel free to reach out to Dr. Anzalone uh, via, you know, his, his platforms, check out his YouTube videos. And uh, I believe you have a LinkedIn as well, right? They can reach out to yeah. you on there mm -hmm. as well. Um, and check out his past deals. It's, it's always great to have case studies. That's, you know, when you're evaluating for everybody who's listening, uh, investing uh, passively. Uh, and, and the doctor mentioned, you know, for him, it's somewhat conservative, but, you know, he's still looking for, um, kind of the best of both worlds, you want to be invested with uh, an operator or a sponsor that has a track record and has done this before. Um, so, you know, that kind of gives you peace of mind. And if you're a little bit more risk adverse, um, you know, again, it's, it comes down to what your goals are and, 
and what your objectives are, but um, that's definitely something that I got out of this conversation. So, uh, Doctor, really appreciate you coming on the show today and, and hope to hear from you again soon. Yeah, I appreciate you having me uh, and keep keep up the good work with the information you're cranking out. Thank you.